0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on in here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron.
1: You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B&E. What's B&E?
0: Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan, on The Horn, 1049 AM 1260, and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports.
1: Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking
2: ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, oh, oh.
1: Wake up, all the teachers, time to teach
0: Well, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Yeah, wake them up, get them up, get them going Monday on Bayonet. That is right, what a weekend, what a week we have on tap. We have sprung forward. It is spring break, and it's one of the great weeks of the sports calendar with the madness of March about to begin. Free agency begins in the National Football League. The legal tampering period begins today at noon, and there have already been a couple of blockbusters done over the weekend that will be official on Wednesday. We'll dive in there. We've got plenty to do. Four hours of uh, conversation will not nearly be enough uh, today. We'll talk about brackets. The Longhorns coming off a really impressive run in Kansas City. Are there two seed? De- nearly made a run at a one seed. We'll talk about it, how the bracket shakes out, who was overseeded, underseeded, who got left out that shouldn't have. We'll certainly have that Monday conversation, which is an annual one. Uh, women's field also set last night. Baseball, Longhorns have won five in a row. USA got r- rolled last night by Mexico at the World Baseball Classic. We've got golf. We've got soccer. We've got it all for you. We're live and local and digital right here on the Horn as we launch the show of the people. It's a busy one, to say the least. Appreciate you being there. Wherever you find us, uh, 1049 on the FM dial is always there. 1019 FM, AM 1260, on digitally. Make it as easy as we can to take us wherever you go this spring break. Uh, take us with that Horn app. Download it to your smartphone. Listen to us wherever you can find the Internet. Also on your smart speaker at home or work. And always, Mr. Godbolt, streaming live and local at Horn FM.
2: Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the great job that you do. It is appreciated, and we do appreciate it each and every day. And it's going to be a...
0: Decent day today, a little overcast, but that's okay. Yeah, sun's going to break through this afternoon, and uh, temperatures will be cooler than they've been. It's a pretty cool morning, and then it's going to climb into the mid-60s, and the sun should come out this afternoon. But yeah, cloudy most of the morning. Yep. What a weekend it was. Holy smokes. Beautiful. What a difference. Uh, 90 degrees or so on Saturday. Humidity, it just felt like it was summertime already. And then yesterday... Uh, with the the cool front moving through. A little beautiful, breeze, yes, it yaw, was nice. Spectacular day yesterday, but a uh, lot to dive into. We're going to be uh, busy this morning. Sun won't rise, Buck, till 745. So you've got an hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes before you'll get the your darkness. sunrise today with the spring forward. Let's hope we call for it every year that this is it. This is the last time. We're going to vote this thing through. We'll stick with this time. No one understands why we fall back and then spring forward. Isn't that kind of archaic now? Is there a real reason for it? I don't know, but... I'm happy with this.
2: Because we can't pass it through because we're too busy doing other things. Gridlock. Yes, just gridlock. In the swamp.
0: Can we just get something passed that seems easy for everyone? Come on, man. But, yeah, it's going to be a great Monday. How was your weekend?
2: Fantastic. It was a great weekend. It was. A lot of stuff to do outside. Just just busy. I hear our man
0: T.Y. through the glass may have uh, invested a small amount to bring home a big amount. That's what it is. I'm back. I'm back, back. baby. Uh The Just the nick of time. Be- <laughs> Just at the nick of time, when things were starting to fall apart, you uh, you you set a parlay. Is that right? So you said Saturday night was your most stressful night uh, in a while. You had a bunch of stuff on the line. Six
1: legs. Yeah, six-legged Six parlay. Wow.
0: Dang. Dang, that's good. And so uh, you're feeling pretty good this morning. We're feeling good. Glad you're with us. It is spring break, so traffic should be a little lesser around town this morning as you're up and out because uh, most schools are out this week. Unless you go downtown and deal with
2: South by Southwest. Yeah. If you want to go down that way, it be careful be, downtown. there'll be traffic
0: down there. Yeah, it's going to be a jam-packed uh, downtown scene for sure with the tech side of the uh, South by Southwest festival going on. The music will crank up later in the week. And what a week it is. It is the, uh, the bracket time. It's March Madness. It's spring break. It's South by Southwest. The rodeo. A lot going on, to say the least, in the great city and uh, the great state. So let's uh, start with your headlines. A busy update, Des. There's a lot going on. Make sure you are fully aware and in the know as you get up and out. <music> UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start with the college hoops. And, yeah, the madness of March has arrived. Arrived. Came down yesterday. Coming off their emphatic run to the Big 12 Tournament Championship on Saturday. A blowout win over Kansas. The Texas Longhorns announced yesterday as the number 2 seed in the Midwest region of the 2023 NCAA tournament Rodney Terry's horns will head to Des Moines Iowa for first round games uh, game caught up on Thursday They're going to face Colgate the 15th seed the champions of the Patriot League Colgate has finished the year with 20 wins in their last 21 games including a 17 and one run through the Patriot League a win over the Raiders on Thursday would set up a very intriguing potential second round matchup with Texas A&M despite finishing second in the SEC and making it all the way to the championship game of the tournament Aggies awarded just a 7th seed in the Midwest, seem underseeded, but they're going to face 10th seeded Penn State on Thursday if both win they'll meet on Saturday. Houston Cougars are the number one seed in the Midwest region. They're 31-3, and lost yesterday in their AAC Tournament Championship game, but they've advanced to the Elite Eight in the Final Four of the last two seasons under Kelvin Sampson. They're the top team in the Longhorns' uh, side of the bracket. Alabama is the number one overall seed in the tournament on the men's side. They're the one seed in the South. Purdue is the one seed in the East, and the defending champion Kansas Jayhawks are the top seed out West. Five other Big 12 teams invited to dance. K-State, Baylor, both three seeds. TCU and Iowa State are six seeds. West Virginia, a nine. Oklahoma State was listed by the committee as the first team out. Women's Field of 64 also announced last night. Uh, South Carolina, the obvious number one overall team. And despite their loss to Iowa State in the Big 12 Tournament Championship game over the weekend, Vic Schaefer's Longhorns are still a top 16 national seed, meaning they will host first and second round games this weekend at Moody Center. Longhorns have earned the fourth seed in one of the two Seattle regionals. They're going to take on 13th seed East Carolina on Sunday at Moody Center. Also on the 40 over the weekend, Longhorn Baseball finished off a three-game sweep of Manhattan, 16-6. to The final yesterday, Horns have won five in a row. Texas softball team went 3-2 and two at the Vivo Classic that they helped there. Uh, started 3-0, and but lost back-to-back extra inning games to Alabama and yesterday to Texas State. NFL should be a furious day of activity. League's legal tampering period begins at noon today. On the heels of Friday night's blockbuster that saw the Chicago Bears send the rights to the number 1 overall pick. In April's draft to Carolina for wide receiver DJ Moore in a hall of draft picks. Yesterday, the LA Rams agreed to trade their star cornerback Jalen Ramsey to the Miami Dolphins for a 2023 third-round pick and... Tight end Hunter Long. All that gets going today at noon on the pitch. Austin FC rebounded from Tuesday's disappointing loss in the Concacaf Champions League Championship League match. They had an impressive road win, 2-1 at Real Salt Lake on Saturday night. Austin scored twice in the first half on beautiful long-range strikes by John Gallagher and Owen Wolfe with his first MLS goal. Brad Stuber and the Verde D made it stand up to earn the three points and send RLS, or RSL, I should say, to their hope opening home loss for only the second time in their history. In golf, Scotty Scheffler, once again the world's best. He ran away from the field at the Players' Championship, has re-established himself as the number one player in the golf world one wins, uh, wins on the tournament course at TPC Sawgrass. The Lifetime Longhorn ran off five straight birdies in the middle of his round yesterday. Cruised to a five-shot win over Terrell Hatton to take the richest prize on the tour, four and a half million bucks. He's won six times in the last 13 months. He'll be here in Austin in two weeks to defend his championship at the Dell Technologies Match Play.
1: This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services.
0: Visit them at ubeo.com. That enough for you? That's plenty. That's plenty. Yeah, man, Scotty Scheffler was great. Uh, Trades, the Bears have already coughed up the number 1 pick to Carolina. Carolina now on the clock. Uh, If you're a Houston Texans fan, you wonder, are they going Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? The betting VOD's favorite is C.J. Stroud to be the number 1 pick in the draft of the Carolina Panthers. But uh, that, obviously, you've got 45 or so days before the pick. But the Bears going all the way down to 9 And uh, getting the receiver, D.J. Moore, was a big part of that. And some
2: other picks, which is nice by them.
0: And this is seen as a pretty slim wide receiver draft class. We've told you that. Jackson Smith and Jigba of Ohio State, the kid from Rockwall, Texas, is probably the the top receiver in the draft. But uh, beyond that, it's not a real deep draft. So the Bears, remember, they traded for Chase Claypool last year before the deadline from the Steelers now they trade for DJ Moore so they're going looking for more veteran receivers god that's got to work for them yeah well they need weapons for Justin Fields to throw to so DJ Moore was a huge part of that deal to go all the way down to 9 and uh there's some talk cuz all the draft capital they they got from that that maybe they try to go back up a little bit potentially to secure one of those top defensive players but we'll see um if you're a Texans fan you're happy that it wasn't the Colts that came that's up for one uh in your own division but it's still Carolina's gonna be on the clock for a quarterback. We know they're quarterback desperate and they're gonna go after either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. So I'm saying maybe Anthony Richardson, but I think that's smoke. Uh, you don't go all the way up to nine to take a project or all the way up to one to take a project. But either way, so we got NFL. Noon is the uh, the start of the uh, flurry, and we'll keep an eye on that for you. We'll you know get your brackets filled out. Talk plenty of uh, hoops, but what was uh, what was Keen in your uh Run down there, the Longhorns. How about them? How about their performance in Kansas City over the weekend? I thought they were
2: fantastic. I thought they they came out of the shoot playing well on defense. I thought the, the the role players played really really well in that game, and you know it doesn't matter where Rice if he's a starter or if he's a six man, he's just a baller now. Well, he's just, he's figured out a little bit of everything, and
0: he's their most consistent player. I mean, yeah. all year long, start to finish. And, uh, you know, they played this weekend without Timmy Allen. And uh, Timmy Which Allen's a didn't good didn't hurt him. No, it might have helped him. <laughs>
2: well, it's, it it unclogs the middle. It because does. Dylan DeSue now, who is now backing guys in, has room. And it, it's, you know, when Timmy Allen's in the middle, I mean, he's he's a guy who plays in the paint. So he and Mitchell bring a lot of guys into the paint with him. Well, and I and think, now Dylan DeSue can work. I mean, he's not the most fluid guy you've ever seen. But that little turnaround floater that he has has he was, been effective. He really is on on the offensive end. Has picked it up
0: big time, big time, and I, you know, he was. I think Ty could have gotten a pretty good, uh, pretty good odds on this that Dylan Dessou would be the Big Twelve tournament's most outstanding player when it began back on Wednesday. But he was, and he was a force. And you're right. I mean, with when Timmy Allen and Dylan Mitchell are on the floor together, yes. neither of them shoot threes, right? So the, it does clog the lane. And then when you got Dylan, and, bring, DeSue, and it brings a
2: defender in there with him,
0: right? And then you got Dylan Dessou in there, so you got you know Dylan can shoot a three, but you'd rather him be down low, absolutely. So you got three guys in, in and around the paint, which clogs it up with Timmy Allen out with his ankle injury and they went three guards it spreads the floor you got uh, all three guards can knock down shots Dylan DaSue can make a three if you need to and then as i said yesterday when we did our special live bracket show you know it's like it's like holiday traffic i mean it just opens up and the the cards were able to attack off the dribble Shoot threes and uh, yeah, Dylan DeSue was getting single covered and he just backed people down.
2: And it's become a really aggressive offensive team. They don't they they don't mind putting balls up on the boards. Well, let's, let's also they go and attack. You know,
0: give them credit because they're playing great defense too. If you go back to Saturdays a week ago, Saturdays blowout win over Kansas, where well, they held the Jayhawks to fifty nine points. They beat Oklahoma State, held them to forty seven, held TCU to sixty, and then in the championship game, hold Kansas to fifty six. So they're playing aggressive on offense, but the defense, the last four games and a four-game win streak has been outstanding. And before the brackets were revealed, I made the argument that the Texans maybe earned themselves a one overall seed where Houston got it. Houston only has three losses, but we know they played in the American Athletic Conference. Uh, they didn't win the conference tournament. Marcus Sasser, their best player, got hurt, pulled his, uh, strained his growing in that tournament. Yeah, that's going to be
2: big for them. They
0: hope he can come back, but it's a quick turnaround for a growing injury when, with a you know, Thursday fast-cutting athlete. Thursday they play? Yes. Wow. And, you know, Texas, with their run through the tournament, have 14 Quadrant 1 wins. 14. Uh, Houston only has six all year. And, you know, they played in a conference, which is only a two-bid conference. And if they hadn't lost, if Memphis hadn't beaten them in the tournament championship yesterday, they would have only gotten one uh, team in the field of 68. So, obviously, they didn't play in the rigors of the Big 12. And Texas has a better resume. But either way, you know, Houston is the one. Texas is the two. If... All plays out as seeds go; they'll get to play That's in, a, right. in a national semifinal to go to the final four, or a re- regional final to go to the final four, which would be fun. And speaking of fun, what about the Aggies getting hosed. I mean, did they do that just for TV? Was that? I mean, it doesn't. It defies any conventional wisdom or common sense that the Aggies would finish second in the conference, play for the Big Twelve, the SEC championship game, and lose to Alabama, the number one seed in the whole tournament, and that they're a lower seed than Kentucky. Seven. Kentucky's a six. That makes no sense. None of that makes sense. But, uh, you know, well, and it, I think it's unfair to both sides. Texas is going to have to play a team that probably should be a five seed uh, in the second round, whereas Texas ain't m if they're a five seed, not playing a team the caliber of Texas in round two.
2: Yeah, the Aggies will get by Penn State. That's just a three point shooting team, they don't have anything. They do nothing down low. Is that they just, just should set threes. up for TV? That's what that was? Sure it is.
0: I mean, there's, there's no justifiable rationale to make them a seven seed when Kentucky's a six. Kentucky's not been good this year. Uh, the Aggies got off to a bit of a rough start, but then finished as hot as any team in college basketball. And then only lost to the team that's the number one seed in the tournament on Sunday or, you know, Saturday. I mean, consider Duke. Because people say, well, they had a rough start to the year, so they're taking the whole body of work. Well, Duke had a rough start to the year. They finished strong, and they're a five. So, that's, I was assuming Aggies would be a 5, they're a 7, and then you're going to possibly play the Longhorns in round 2 in Des Moines. So now, all Longhorn fans and Aggie fans are trying to find flights to Des Moines on spring break week to get up there because, you know, because currently the Aggies own scoreboard on Texas because they knocked them out of the College World Series last year, mm-hmm. ended their season. Now, one of those teams has a chance potentially to end the other's season in the round of 32.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a tough road right there. It, it really is. that. I mean it's set up for TV.
0: It's set for TV. Yes. Uh, but you know, I I think I'll say this. If it, if the seeding was right, Texas that could be Kentucky sitting there as the seventh seed. And with Sheepway down low, oh, really? and the big man, yeah. John Calipari, his name's been linked to the Texas job. I think would you rather play the Aggies or Kentucky? I you, I would know, rather, you can you can decide would, on that. I would
2: uh, rather not have that big dude in the middle. I'd rather go play some guard ball against Texas A&M than play against Kentucky.
0: Well, Dane AM plays great defense. We'll obviously have all week to preview. You've Gotta get ready for Colgate. Colgate, speaking of teams Another that got off to a slow shooter. start, number one, number one three point shooting team in the country are the Colgate Raiders out of the Patriot League. And they also were about a five hundred team into December and have won twenty of their last twenty one games, including they won the Patriot League championship in the tournament, uh, won the regular season. So Colgate comes in, don't sleep on them. They got a six ten guy down low. They can shoot the shoot the rock. And uh, the last time Texas won the Big 12 tournament, they then turned around and lost to Abilene Christian, ACU. And uh, still an embarrassing loss for the great state and for the Longhorns there. But, uh, uh, yes, that is uh, the early start. I also think Oklahoma State got a bit of a hose job by the tournament. They confirmed that they were the last team out. But if you look at the net rankings and the tournament city selection committee goes on the net rankings to seed this tournament, they had a top 40 net ranking. Oklahoma State, even though they had a losing record in Big Twelve play, uh, a team like Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, I thought they would make it.
0: How'd Pittsburgh get in? Pittsburgh's like number sixty-seven in the net rankings. They're in out of the garbage ACC. Are you kidding me?
2: And Over. they and they started to get it going. They, they started to lose games later in the season. Yeah, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. was
0: terrible down the stretch uh, out of the ACC. So uh, that's how it stands. Brackets are set. Uh, Long. I'll say this for the Longhorns. I don't like that the Aggies are the seven there. I think that was not right. But I do think the Longhorns all in all, got a pretty favorable draw. I mean, I think to have Houston, a team you match up pretty well with, the guard play will be the key. Uh, But a team from the great state with Kelvin Sampson, there you're one. Uh, The three is is Xavier. Uh, You know, your Iowa State's in your bracket. I mean, this is is a favorable bracket compared to some of the others that uh, it could have been for the Longhorns, in my opinion. And a team that, you know, do they now stay with that three guard? We talked yesterday, maybe leaving Timmy Allen, out of the starting lineup and bringing him off the bench for Dylan. I don't know Mitchell. why you
2: wouldn't. I mean, over the last three or four games, it's just the offense of Dylan Dessou. I mean, it's as I said, he's sometimes he just looks so clunky in there. But the less mess that's in there, the better he is because he will he will still back you down with his body. He will. He'll back you down we'll and he'll shoot cr- that little floater. And then those guys crash the boards. I mean, Brock Cunningham and the rest of them when they start coming off the sides and crashing the boards. I mean, he, they put it up on the rim. Texas will put it up on the rim, which is a good thing for them. I know they shoot some threes. You know, middle of the season, things didn't work out well. But these these little tippies around the board really have worked to their advantage with DeSue being more offensive-minded.
0: DeSue scored 18 points on Saturday in the championship game in 21 minutes.
2: I mean, look at his last three, four games. No, I know. He's, been right, he's been right there. Ever
0: since he posted 24 in the loss to Baylor and Waco, he's really played with a lot of confidence on the offensive end. He He kind of regards himself now as a... As a weapon offensively, which gives Texas another offensive weapon. And, you know, as we say, with, with he and playing on the front line along with Dylan Mitchell, the two Dylans, uh, Dylan Mitchell's kind of come alive uh, and can do his thing. And Dylan D'Souza. But you can't about, have
2: both of those. You can't have Mitchell and, and Timmy Allen in that middle. That's
0: right. And that, well, it seems like an easy rotation. You start the three guards and you bring Timmy Allen off the bench for mm-hmm. Dylan Mitchell. And, you know, maybe bring Christian Bishop in and bring those two in, rotate the guards where you can, get Brock Cunningham in the game. You know, pair it back a little bit, and the other guy that played great over the weekend was Arterial Morris, on uh, that Kansas win. He's your freshman guard who seems to be coming alive late in the year. Uh, that this is when you want your your best basketball being played. Marcus Carr got out of his shooting slump a little bit on against Kansas yep. on Saturday. Tyrese Hunter's been playing better, and Jabari Rice has been the rock all year long. And as we talked about, there they're playing with some swag to him. They're playing with uh, a little bit of an air of confidence that yeah, they and know it's a they're... good
2: time to figure it out. Figure it out for Dylan DeSue. That's that's big. Oh man, his play right now is huge, and it will be huge in this tournament.
0: It will gives them a, a strong presence in the middle, and uh, playing alongside Dylan Mitchell, the freshman. I think it's a, it's a good mix. And now uh, we'll we'll hear from Coach Terry this week. Does he stick with that? Because they they expect Timmy Allen to be a full go. This was kind of precautionary to get him off that ankle this weekend, and they might have found something. I mean, that's how sports goes, man. You find oh man, this lineup is uh, is working, it's clicking, and we could just bring t- Timmy's Allen's a veteran player. He'd be the sixth, willing sixth man. Uh, Wouldn't
2: matter whether he's ruling or not, he'd just be the sixth yeah, man. Well, whether you're guys, willing to go, uh, this, sorry.
0: This team we've talked all year. It's the third oldest team by age in the in the country.
2: Yeah, they're trying to win now.
0: This is that for them in college basketball. For a lot of these guys, and they've got a chance to do something here and make a run. And we know the Final Four is right down in Houston. I mean, the Houston Cougars know that very well too. But if you can make that run, you're playing the Final Four games in your backyard, essentially with a huge home crowd. Absolutely. And, uh, those are obviously goals to put out in front, but a 20-point win. Back-to-back Saturdays with blowout wins of Kansas, man, that's really, really impressive. And I know Kansas played without Kevin McCullers on Saturday, but Texas played without Timmy Allen. Uh, it's, it's... Yeah, McCullers
2: back may be a problem for them.
0: Yeah, spasms, that's never
2: good.
1: No. This time of year. Mm-hmm. T.Y., what
0: say you and the Longhorns? They seem uh, as healthy with Timmy Allen's back. They're sharp. They're playing with some swag to them. They, they think they're as good as anybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I really like to... The... I like I liked what they did with Allen off the court with Dylan Mitchell, you know, getting him some some crucial big time minutes in the Big 12 tournament. I, th- I think that's huge for for the team moving forward. Um I mean, as you said, not the toughest side of the bracket. Um I could see the-
0: Sweet 16 or bus is where I'm at right now. Yeah, you know, got to beat the Aggies to get there most likely cuz you think they'll beat Penn State, buck, as you start filling out your yeah, bracket. Yeah, they're
2: they're Penn State's a three-point if they're not hitting the threes, they got a tough. Hey, they time. Looked,
1: they looked good against Purdue on Saturday. Yeah, but
2: they they just shoot and shoot and just pray. I do think they're in, not going any inside anywhere. They don't have any inside presence really.
0: I say Collier and I had a good debate yesterday on our live bracket show. Which which region is the toughest? He picked the uh, I think he picked the South as being the toughest region as far as depth goes and hard to argue. And you got Alabama, but Alabama's the number one overall seed. But you've got teams in there like Arizona. Baylor is the three seed. They've got tournament experience with Scott Drew. Uh, Virginia is a national champion recently in a great program. Maryland's in that bracket. Who's the 8-9 in that one? 8-9 is uh, Maryland and West Virginia. West Virginia, the final Big 12 team. I can see
1: West Virginia beating Alabama with defense. Really? I mean, that
0: would be the second-round matchup.
1: Alabama's every other game, they don't play any defense, it seems like.
0: Well, and they shoot the threes like crazy, and they've got maybe the best player in the country in Brandon Miller. Amid all the controversy, he's been phenomenal. They've just put their head down and played basketball. They're very talented for Nate Oates, but that's uh, that's the South. I also think the East is no, kid, no picnic because Purdue's the one seed, and we saw them yesterday play Penn State Buck, and the big guy Zach Eady's the maybe the player of the year, along he and Brandon Miller, but Penn State nearly came back and won that game. They go into cold slumps offensively, and they're in a bracket that features Marquette, Shaka Smart's Marquette team. Chaka e. Smart's teams have not been very good come March, but they are the two-seed. K-State, we know they can go up and down the floor with anybody with Marquise Noel and uh, their offense and Jerome Tank. Tennessee with Rick Barnes with four.
2: Yeah, he just doesn't have his guard. That's a problem for him.
0: And how about Duke? Duke's all the way down as the five-seed, but no playing. one wants to play them right yeah, now. Yeah, not right now. They're all together, and they're all healthy. Uh, Duke is Duke is a scary five in the East. And Michigan State is always scary. And then, then there's Kentucky and Michigan State at six and seven. You kidding? Yeah, that's
2: a tough – that's a – that's that's tough. The you're Houston's Purdue. Tough. You're
0: looking up. You're seeing Rick Barnes. You're seeing K-State. You're seeing Duke, uh, John Calipari in Kentucky, and then there's that uh, Michigan State Tom Izzo guy, uh, who's way down there at seven. So that one's fun. Kansas is out west in the uh, the West bracket. They sent them to the West Coast. So they're alongside UCLA is the two, uh, Gonzaga, UConn got sent east west as well. Uh, TCU is the sixth seed in that tournament. Uh, or that side of the bracket. So, interesting. And how about the 8-9 matchup in the West Westbrook? Uh, Arkansas and oh, Illinois.
2: Yeah, Illinois is stumbling. They're stumbling in right now.
0: Uh, and Arkansas, both have underachieved this year, but they're both pretty dang talented when it gets down to it. And that's what this tournament's about, getting hot, playing three good weekends, and Longhorns feel like they have as good a shot as anybody. Uh, Houston is in the same boat. And, uh, gosh, I think, you know, I saw, I got Dick Dick Vital who's called the Big 12, the Longhorn games, the blowout win last Saturday and this Saturday at the Big 12 tournament. He's got Texas in his Final Four. He's got Texas in his Final Four. But Jay Billis, the ESPN expert, has got UConn winning the whole thing. How about that? UConn, Maybe. the mighty Huskies. This says, Zach Eady is Yao Ming's son. Well, clearly he's not, but he's tall. Very tall.
2: And very talented, too. Very
0: talented. Uh, skilled big, as they say. So, there you go. Have you filled out a bracket yet? No. just a preliminary one? No. No, I wait till Wednesday. Buck knows that. I don't know. Well, I'll make picks on the play-in games just to get them out of the way, but I'd like to marinate Buck. Bucky does his pretty quick. Bucky runs through it's and. Favorites. We write, and there will be no upsets. Are you going no upsets again?
2: Mm, yeah, there are going to be some upsets. There's no dominating team. Okay.
0: And are, are
1: we doing like a. a, a a bracket challenge for the station? Of
0: course, hornfm.com. That's already live, I believe. Okay, awesome. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have a lot of fun this week. We could it's the easiest bracket contest
2: you can ever get in, guaranteed. Easiest why? Because it's easy. It's simple to get into.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. It's right there at hornfm.com. Uh, the bracket challenge, powered by Allstat Beer, is up and running right there at uh, hornfm.com. So go get yourself played in. I know a lot of folks have already done it, but yeah, I usually wait till. Yeah, you gotta pick the play in games or the first round games, but uh I like to wait. I like to listen to all the commentary, read up on these teams, find the matchups, and I'm looking forward to Texas and Texas A and M coming up. That game you can already tell no, we don't know what time it'll be, but it's already you know it's gonna be Saturday. If both teams win Thursday, they'll play Saturday, Aggies and Longhorns for the uh move to the second weekend. That is a huge game. Oh man. Oh uh, no. the first
2: one's a huge game. Colgate, you just gotta be t- you gotta be very careful of that three point shooting team.
0: Best in the country. Get, We've seen if, them pull up upsets in years past. Yes. Well, best in the country. And there have been 15-2 upsets. We know that. And there was one, what, last year? A 15-2 upset. With, well,
1: Col- uh, Colgate, what they beat Arkansas in the first round a few years ago, right? They, they upset
0: somebody. Yeah, this one, this team's oh, veteran. Yeah. This team is 7-20-1 in their last 21 games. So uh, do not uh, stake them. We'll hear Rodney Terry coming up on that exact comment. You hear Brock Cunningham. He was a part of the team that won the Big 12 tournament, then lost. To, uh, to Abilene Christian, he's going to be uh, on point this week with these guys saying, do not take anything lightly, do not consider thinking ahead to the Aggies. we got to get ready for the Patriot What is it? The Patriot League champion, the Raiders of Colgate. We'll Raiders. be back. We'll also hit your uh, Craig Way report. More from uh, the weekend of Longhorn Sports. Also, the uh, facts of the day. And, yeah, we'll play the days of our quarterback lives because, you know, it's that day. What's Lamar Jackson going to do? Who's going where? We're talking about it with you on b and It's Bucky and Aaron. Oh, man. Hit those keys. Come on out as uh, one of the sweetest weeks of the sports calendar is here. Yesterday was Christmas Eve. They, as the presents are now under the tree, the brackets are now set. We start unwrapping the uh, presents this week when the games begin. And Thursday and Friday, two of the better days in the sports year with uh, first-round action. and We're going to be out at Twin Peaks for our locations on uh, Thursday and Friday. We'll get you times and details. We know the Longhorns will play their first game in Des Moines, Iowa at 625, 625 on Thursday, so kind of in that third session. They start games early at 11 and through the midday and then take a little bit of break, and then they pick it back up for TV right around 6 o'clock, and there's some late games beyond that. But the Longhorns are at 625 local time, and uh, so we'll we'll be setting our calendars. We got of Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Go ahead and get your uh, excuses in, why you can't be at work on Thursday or Friday. You know just can't be there. Just can't be there. Got to be watching basketball, yeah, man. Watching
2: basketball. Kids can't go to work.
0: Filling out brackets. And you'll also uh, starting today have your head spinning. I think with some free agent deals. You know the way the way the NFL works now. League year for business opens on Wednesday, which means free agency is uh, is open. But the the owners, several years ago, put in the legal tampering 48-hour window that starts at noon today, meaning agents can talk to players officially and you know teams, and write. so I think most of the top names you're going to hear might be done by Wednesday. They'll just be finalized, and all the contracts can be sent in. But uh, this 48 hours, today through uh, Wednesday, a lot going to go down. You need a quarterback? Lamar Jackson's available. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be available. There have been talk with he and the Texans, Andy Dalton, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, among quarterbacks who are on the market. Uh, also, wide receiver Adam Thielen is probably the top receiver. Odell Beckham Jr. had a tra- had a workout over the weekend. Reports he wants upwards of twenty million a season. Is that something he's <laughs> yeah, going to get? No. Come on, OBJ. You had three, two ACL injuries in, in what a three and a half year period.
2: Okay, you can catch the ball with one hand. Good.
0: Uh, he had 13 teams apparently show up to his tryout, or workout out in uh, Arizona over the weekend. But Odell Beckham Jr. is available. Jacoby Myers, DJ Chark, running backs. you got your guy Miles Sanders from Philadelphia as a free agent. And when can give him a big bag of money. I don't know, Jamal Williams, who led the NFL in hey, touchdowns. Hey, David
2: Montgomery, he's still playing.
0: David Montgomery of the Bears out of Iowa State. Rashad Penny's on the market. I like the kid Alexander Madison out of Minnesota. He's mm-hmm. available. So we'll watch this today. Dalton Schultz, listed by many as the top tight end. On the free agent market, along with Mike Gusecki from Miami. Dallas Cowboys, of course, franchise player one year ago. On the O-line, Orlando Brown is available. The left tackle of uh, protects Patrick Mahomes' backside, or had the last couple years in Kansas City. He's a big name. And on defense, there's some real big names, Buck. The the kid from Philadelphia, Javon Hargrave, part of that great defensive line for the Eagles that led the NFL in, in sacks last year. He's a free agent. I think he's one of those guys you could hear pretty early Team with a bunch of cap space. That's what are you going to
2: do a, with Fletcher Cox? You got to re sign him, right?
0: Yeah, he's you know, his age is his only thing, right? The thing about when you get to free agency, if you can get, if someone, if an organization allowed one of these guys who is coming off their rookie deal, who can really play to hit the market, they didn't get a deal done. Uh, they didn't get a they didn't put the franchise tag on him. Uh, J- Javon Hargrave was one of those guys. There's just too many good players on that Eagles team, and they can't re sign them all, right? Uh, he's a good player, I think. And then Fletcher Cox. I don't, care. I don't care
2: if he's got two years left in him. I'd get Fletcher Cox on my team somehow. I think the
0: Eagles would like to have him back. Yeah. But remember, they drafted the young guys last year, the big kid out of Georgia, uh, to help, you know, bring in some youth uh, to that Eagles defensive line. Also, uh, if you're looking for an edge rusher, Arden Key from uh, the Jaguars is available. Jadavion Clowney. And how about the former UTSA roadrunner, Marcus Davenport? Never, mm-hmm. you know, remember, he was a high first round pick by the Saints out of UTSA. And, has been a good player, not a great player, but he's available. Uh, that's a name. And then how about a linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds, the big tall linebacker from the Buffalo Bills, the guy that uh, will, will get some interest for sure. Levante David of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is an interesting name. And then in, in the defensive backfield, you've got Jesse Bates, the really good safety from Cincinnati. Uh, Jamel Dean from the corner from the Buccaneers. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who helped the uh, Eagles secondary improve so much and get to the Super Bowl this year. He and James Bradbury are both free agents in the name. Patrick Peterson – has been linked to the Cowboys. That's a name to watch as we crank this thing up. So noon today. Head on a swivel kind of day. And we happened
2: to Orlando Brown in one year. What's that? Have what to Orlando Brown. How do you get bad in a year?
0: You're not bad. They just haven't come to a deal and they didn't put the tag on him. Uh, that's where we talked about with the Chiefs. I mean that doesn't happen that often. I thought often. they cut him. No. They I just didn't they, got rid they just of that didn't dude. Ta- they just didn't tag him. Um remember they they we, were, we talked about him last week It was surprising that the Chiefs they traded a lot of draft capital to get him uh, yeah. from Baltimore. Yeah, and, they were
2: trying to shore up their
0: line. for That's right. And they were trying to fix their – remember the Super Bowl several years ago when they gave up all the sacks and couldn't protect Patrick Mahomes and had the injuries. They went out and traded some pretty high draft capital to get Orlando Brown, and now they're – two years later, uh, they're letting him hit the market, which they're going to – they have to have a plan because it's Patrick Mahomes' backside, and um, he'll have a market. I don't think there's any doubt about that because there's teams with a ton of cap space. I mean, the Bears have $100 million uh, to go spend and, and go after some of these guys. And they
2: have to still shore up their line with the quarterback. They do. For sure, that's right. And so
0: we'll watch that today, noon today, when these uh, deals will officially you can start. You know, they've been talking since the combine last week. But legally, they can have conversations and uh, expect to hear a lot. We're talking Texas basketball coming off uh, the great weekend. Longhorns men, number 2 seed, Longhorns women. Number four seed on the women's bracket. They're going to host this weekend. NFL will be busy today. And how about uh, your guy Scotty Scheffler? is he Luis. good? Is he solid, dude? He was.
2: There were times yesterday when he had a five-stroke lead. that He still wasn't taking chances. I mean, he was still being. I mean, he was being really aggressive on plays. I mean, he had his driver a couple times, and they were like, "You can hit nine irons or whatever you need to hit." But he had a that, dude was, pull, lead at one that point. dude was pulling out his driver and slamming it.
0: Well he had a six stroke lead over anybody that was on the course still, because Terrell Hatton, who finished second, shot sixty five but was in the I love clubhouse. second
2: place for two over two mil.
0: Yeah. <laughs> four and a half million bucks for the lifetime Longhorn. And they asked him afterwards, yeah, I didn't even really thought about it. Yeah, you know, four and a half mil. Pretty good. Guy hadn't won a tournament until last February. Now he's got six wins, and he's the number one golfer in the world. He'll be in Austin in two weeks for Dell match play or defend his crown there out at the Austin Country Club, which is pretty cool. But yeah, that course played great. And when you when you pretty much lap a field that good. I mean those I mean these are the best players in the world on a world class course. They call it the fifth major and uh, it's the richest prize in golf. Uh he he he's just walking down the back nine you know, like a Sunday stroll through the park at the Muni. Yeah he was. I mean just I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to take this trophy and I'll be the players champ. He's the masters champion. He'll uh, of course he's the Dell Match play defending champion then he already said his schedule. He's gonna take a week off this week to get ready for Austin. Then he's gonna take a week off ahead of the Masters, where he will host the uh, champions dinner, and uh,
2: sit the live guys in the corner.
0: Sit the live guys at the kids' table. That's right. Serve them gruel.
2: Absolutely.
0: Wonder what, wonder what Scotty Scheffler will serve on his menu at the Masters in a month. I don't know. Usually they do like the barbecue thing.
2: Yeah, he'll have a he'll have a, he'll have something with a little Austin flavor to it. You know that.
0: Well, Texas flavor for sure. Kid out of the Metroplex, who was so good here in Texas uh, as a collegiate golfer. And you'll uh, have some
2: great dessert. You think so? Mm hmm.
0: And yeah, we'll get that in a month. He's got one one, one tournament in between that, and that's right here uh, with the Dell match play where he won that thing last year. So, a lot to discuss. Longhorn basketball. Uh, it's fair to say the uh, the perform because I know we'll talk a lot about. You know, the three-guard lineup and the way they were attacking and the spacing and Dylan DeSue's performance. I just I don't want it to get lost in this four-game win streak, how good their defense has been. Uh, when you're holding teams, they held Oklahoma State to 47 points. They held Kansas under 60 twice in a week. Uh, held TCU as a high-scoring team that likes to get up and down the floor to 60 in those four wins. I mean, that's that's four wins with the average score allowed about 55 points. That's the kind of defense on top of the guard play that can make deep runs. But that's not the tournament. part
2: that surprised me. They've been they've been de- a defensive team all year long. They've had their little their lulls in defense where they play not so much in the first half, but in the second half, they all of a sudden turn it up a notch. But defensively, it's offensively to me is what's going on. I expect them to play good defense. Well,
0: I just say this. I mean, Roddy Terry's defense is is what he hangs his hat on. He's a Rick Barnes disciple, and if you you can say that. But in the losses, they they when they lost to Baylor, they gave up seventy. Or they gave up eighty one points? When they lost to TCU, they gave up 75 points right. at Fort Worth. Well, they just held TCU to 60. Uh, this is what I'm saying. When, when they play that 40 minutes of you know in-your-face intense defense where they don't have those lapses you're talking about uh, and they play games in the 60s and some in the 50s, on top of how efficient they are offensively with the guards and the you know, the ability to shoot the basketball and shoot threes, shoot free throws, uh, Dylan DeSue's emergence, they're going to be hard to beat. If you go back and look at their losses, the lost to Iowa State in June January was 78 points they allowed. All those losses that you know, the eight losses, typically they're given up in the 70s, even in the 80s. When they play in the 60s and below, Texas is going to be a really hard team to beat, really hard. And they did that against really good offensive teams in Kansas and uh, in Baylor. Yeah, and I like this,
2: I like their swagger. They're very confident right now in the way they the way they play their defense, and they know every every possession matters. And, and on the defensive end, they know every possession matters too. And I mean, they ratcheted it up all all week long in the first half. They didn't mess around they were they were getting after guys uh offensively and plus they gave ulterior more i mean morris got an opportunity to really start to get his whatever they don't have planned for him he makes his own he's made his own plan well, late in the, the season
0: you know the fact that i thought the both of those freshmen the true freshmen who came in look texas had goals this offseason to get more athletic uh and to get longer they had more they need more length from last year's team and you know, the two freshmen, I mean, Arterio Morris is freaky athletic. So is Dylan Mitchell. They go, both those guys play above the rim. And Arterio, with that alley-oop dunk to, to really, you know, put this exclamation point in the Kansas win Saturday where his elbow was above the rim, he showed his athleticism. But he can be an elite defender. I think both of those guys can be plus defenders uh, because of their, their length and athleticism. And then you brought in Jabari Rice. You brought in Tyrese Hunter. All these moves made you more athletic. And you know, right at the right time, these, these freshmen are playing really confident basketball and can help you a lot. But the oldest player on the team is uh, Brock Cunningham. And by the, way, by the way, Brock's already announced he's coming back next year to play again. But Brock Cunningham, after the, uh, the Big 12 tournament victory over Kansas, had this to say about enjoying it, but uh, understanding what can happen if you don't get ready for the first round opponent coming up on Thursday. You know, you only take this win for one night. I've been a part of a team that won this tournament and then was on the receiving end of a terrible upset that first game. So we'll have this game for tonight and then we'll get back to work on Monday after selection show Sunday. There you go. That's the maturity you're looking for right now. Let's go get ready. This was fun, but bigger things.
2: Yeah and how fun it was. I mean that's that that's a that was a huge week for the Longhorns. Really, really was that that was some good basketball. That was that was good coaching, good basketball. Guys sacrificing themselves, diving on the ground. I mean, guys are all over the ground for loose balls. They were, they were and, winning those fifty-fifty balls. And
0: you can tell that that that, that two-game lo- losing streak on the road when they went to Waco and then TCU, and they mm-hmm. they got humbled by TCU because they got out rebounded so badly. I mean, it was like forty-eight to twenty-eight or something on the boards. Uh, Rodney Terry talked about they gave them the Thursday off, and then they had a really intense practice on that Friday. And since that point, they've played lockdown defense for 40 minutes each game. They've, they've found their offense, and that's what's leading to the confidence and the swagger. And if they can carry that into, into Thursday and the weekend, they could make a, a deep run. Uh, but uh, start giving up those easy possessions, and all of a sudden, you're right back to where you were. We'll talk about it all morning long, filling out your brackets. The bracketologists are here. We'll also uh, hear more from Rodney Terry, hear more from the team as uh, the Longhorns get ready for Colgate on Thursday. First, though, it's Craig Way. It's Bucky and Aaron.
2: man is the father, the son is the center of the earth. In the middle of the universe, then why?
0: Monday Kansas on the horn. Fucking Texas Longhorn I'm Hoops. Like Texas women a 4C. They're going to host at Moody Center this weekend. Sunday, actually, will be their first game in the women's tournament. Texas men playing their best basketball at the right time. We mentioned just on the way to the timeout, defense may be the key. You know, the Longhorns, when they hold opponents under 72 points, 72 points or fewer this year, they're 25-0. 25-0. and 0. Uh, In their eight losses, they've allowed an average of 30, uh, 73 points. High water game was K-State with 116. But if they hold the opponents to 72 or below, they haven't lost.
2: Wow, and that really happened, didn't
0: it? It did, way back in, in December. And on this current four-game win streak, they've held TCU, Oak State, and Kansas twice to 55 points per game and won those four games by an average of 14 points. Uh, that is the kind of defense on top of the efficient offense that can uh, do some damage this time of year. And they'll get their chance to begin that run on Thursday against Colgate. Also on a and e fact of the day, Buck, everything, everywhere, all at once won the Oscar last night for Best Picture. Don't know if you saw that. No, I have I, not seen that film. That
2: was, they were most likely going to win, right? I mean, they've been the number one. they won everything else, right? Yes.
0: Everything, everywhere, all at once. Can we also say on a fact of the day that the young lady who... uh Took home the Oscar for Best Actress from that film. I keep reading that she identifies as Asian. Well, she is Asian. What do you mean she identifies as Asian? She was born in Asia. That would make her an Asian. Did she state that on the stage? No, like NPR tweeted that, that the first actress to identify as Asian. I'm so confused these days. It's madness.
2: Don't be. Don't be. Just be you. Identifies Do you, as let, I'm
0: just. Well, I'm just wondering. Let, let
2: them be them. <laughs> You're just identifies be you.
0: as Asian. Come on now, she's Asian. She's born in Asia. She's the first Asian actress to win an Academy Award. Can we go ahead and say that? Yes. And not offend people. Congratulations to her. I've not seen that film, but my oldest son, who is he, was at my house last night because he doesn't have cable. They're trying to save money. They just got married, right? And they're trying to buy a house, so uh, they're saving money. They got rid of cable, so they came to our house to watch the movie. Or they watched the Academy Awards. Thank you for letting us borrow your cable. But he said it was his favorite movie of the year. And he's a big movie junkie and movie buff. He's like He and Monty, uh, Jurassic oh, yeah. Monty, get together I mean, he, and talk movies.
2: Your son looks at everything. He looks at the acting, the, oh, wardrobe, yeah. the love, whole
0: works. And he's big into the film editing side and yeah. costume design. And he's cinematography totally and yeah, stuff. He is, yeah, cinematography is actually his favorite category of all of them. And that went to the, uh, I think all, all is clear on the Western Front or whatever, that the war film. All's quiet on the Western All's quiet on the Western Front, but yeah, everything. Not Top Gun, Top Gun won a couple things for their cinematography, and uh, gosh, they that was that's a movie you see in the theater, man. Uh, that was shot beautifully, uh, without a doubt. But uh, then Brendan Fraser, well, Brendan Fraser won an Academy Award last night. Really? Yeah, Brendan Fraser. This guy's been acting forever for his role in Whale. Yeah, right? yeah. I haven't seen that either. So I think the only films that I've seen that were on the list of best films were uh would be uh, The Fablemans, the Steven Spielberg show fam, uh, movie about himself and it's his yeah, upbringing. Like it's good. And I saw Top Gun Maverick. I saw Top Gun Maverick, which was up, but I haven't seen No Magic ever. Mike nominations? No, they didn't. Nah, they didn't get it yet. Uh Best Dance it was late. scene it was late in the year. <laughs> best male dance scene. Or actually best scene by a male who identifies as a male. There you go. Was the winner that they had? Yeah, that's it's
2: just it was late, late in the year,
0: late, late in the year.
2: Yeah, it had no momentum going. (laughs) It
0: had no mo. Yeah. Oh, but came out too late in the uh, calendar. I, I see how that goes. But yeah, that happened last night, and Jimmy Kimmel was the host, and they made jokes. And your your little girl Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, we used to have fun with Jamie Lee. She was your biggest crush. Still is. She's got like that super cut haircut going these days. Looking looking good. Um. Is She's, it short? Is oh it short? yeah, short, short. She could have gone to supercuts to get that one. She's leaned into the natural aging process. Yes, like oh, there's it. no doubt. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but that went down last night as well, once the brackets were set and everything, everywhere, all at once. Michelle Yeoh was the best actress. Jamie Lee Curtis won best supporting actress. Uh, the the for that film.
1: The dad in that film won uh, best male supporting actress or actor too. I think. Oh really? Yeah, he had a really. The only thing I saw from the was the Oscars last. night, I didn't know. The, the, His name was, was
0: Key Ki, right? hu Kwan. Yes, and he cried on stage. It he was, did. It was very sweet. I saw a little bit of that you know, as I was walking through. And, you know, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel who pointed out that he did. Kwan, along with uh, Brendan Fraser, were in a movie four, 30 years ago called Encino Man starring Pauly Shore. And now last night they both won <laughs> Academy Awards, uh, which is kind of full circle. So that went down. Uh, in Hollyweird last night, so there's some uh, some fun with that. We've got basketball aplenty. We got NFL free agency, and we got a ton. Just Scotty Scheffler is the world's best once again, and we're filling out brackets.
2: Bracket time. The bracketologists Can't are back. Can't wait bracket. to
0: hear who your Final Four is and yeah. Ty's Final Four is going to be. Who is it
1: going to be? I just filled out an early bracket. What you got? I got Alabama, Texas, San Diego State, and Duke. No, Marquette, Marquette. Duke Ooh. in the lead eight, though.
0: Shaka Smart back from the dead in March. I like it. Interesting. He's kind of a zombie typically in these marches. Now, San Diego State, I want to hear about that. That's out of the blue.
1: That's I think the, the South, I, I disagree with Zay when I think the South is probably the weakest, the weakest, Ooh, bracket, the well, that's weakest region in my what opinion. it's about,
0: man. The bracketologists are out in force, and we're ready for it. Let's get it. Uh, it's that day. It's that day. It starts filling them out. You go to hornfm.com, play in our bracket challenge. And I'm sure you'll play in a lot of bracket challenges. We are not giving away a million dollars, though, for our no, winner. No, not at all. No. Nope. Maybe bragging a TV or something? TV and some bragging rights. You know, we may even get Tom McKay to come hook it up for you or something. You know what I'm saying? There you go, a little extra on the side. <laughs> a little extra. We're back. We're one hour into four. We're having fun with you on a Monday, 12 March, or 13 March, I said say. And uh, we'll come right back. Pick up your coach's corner. Reset your headlines. And roll on on a Monday, 1049-1019-AM1260. Streaming always live at local and digital on your Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com.